0: People always want to know what it's like to be me. How does it feel to see a dead body? Tell a family their loved one has been murdered. Talk to a rape victim, catch a killer, and get them to confess. Hold on tight, my friends. Get ready for the journey, and welcome to Murder with Menina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Murder with Menina. We are part two of the unsolved case of Missy Beavers and again we have the women of uh what oh, hell what's your name true crime broads i love it i love it <laughs> so thank you guys again for um talking to us and let's dive into part 2 just for a quick quick uh recap summary missy beavers was killed uh april 18th of 2016 in the early morning hours um at a church where she taught uh gladiator class um, i think at this point it's safe to say that she was Bur- brutally murdered. There's video of the possible suspect walking around the church. Um, there's a car that was seen uh, before that, maybe an hour or two before that. And then there's a lot of innuendos and a lot of people that have been interviewed and a lot of people that haven't been interviewed. And the case has kind of taken a twist here. And again, we have the true crime broads that have been investigating this thing. Um, it sounds like more than the police um, department has. And so we are going to go with part two. So here we are Uh, We've talked about the best friend. The husband of Missy has a good alibi. Um, The daughters now of Missy are trying to get some information. They've kind of been shut, you know, shut out a little bit by police. So here we are in the investigations and you guys are starting to interview more people. And who's the next person that kind of that you guys talk to that kind of makes it a little twist. I know that there was a party the night before the murder and people involved there. So who's the next person that you guys, um, talk to, um, that's kind of in the mix of this messed up case.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, we have watched this person's social media since day one. She was one of the people that got brought up at the very beginning. She and another couple, And I just always thought I always thought it was a little weird because no one ever talked about this Tammy person is who I'm discussing unless they were talking about the other couple. And I just had a hard time wrapping my head around this being a group of people that killed Missy when there's only one person on the video. I don't know. I just this isn't a theory that I dove into, but I was aware of it. And this person's social media is so entertaining that I, you know, we all kept watching it just, and and every now and then I go, wow, maybe she don't kill Missy. Cause she would post some really strange things, kind of threatening messages toward other women. Um, she wouldn't specify who she was threatening, but it was stuff like uh, you better not mess with women from Texas, you know, and pictures of guns. And she always just kind of had this attitude, but, you know, but th- her name came up very early on as a suspect. And we have been watching her social media and occasionally we'd comment on, did you see their latest post wow that was weird you know but anyway it took it took people coming forward for me to be convinced that you know she very well might could be the suspect in this case
0: okay so you said she was interviewed really early on why why was she interviewed early on um A tip
1: was called in um, on the group of people. She always got grouped in with another couple. And apparently the odd thing is from what we understand is when they talked to the husband of that couple that she was friends with, that he said she did it and she said he did it.
0: Okay. And And they were all
1: good. They were all friends.
0: And how do you link Tammy and this other couple to Missy? Give me the link.
1: Um the couple was friends with Missy and Brandon, okay, Missy and her husband. They had gone out on a few double dates. um Brandon went to the same church went to the same church. Brandon and the wife worked together at Cowboy Church, which is just down the street from the church where Missy was killed. They had worked together at the church that they attended um, for years. so they were good they knew each other well. the husband, Missy's husband and this guy's wife. Okay. and they all four knew each other.
0: okay, so they were all friends and knew each other. Yeah. And then then Missy's murdered and all of a sudden Tammy's and is that what her social media and the tip is what alerted um the police to her?
1: They interviewed her back in the very beginning but apparently didn't catch anything. So they moved on from her, but our understanding is um or our hope is is that they're back looking at her again now. We don't have Huge details on that.
0: Okay. So explain we the sit. dynamics and the party the night before and all of that. How did we get Okay, there? Okay. So there was a, this woman hosts a
1: lot of parties. She had a big house in Midlothian. Loved to have people over. Um, apparently would get drunk and have a meltdown at the end of each party is apparently how they end fight with her husband. And that was just sort of the routine. You know, you knew you were going to have a blast at this house. But at the end of the evening, there was going to be an emotional meltdown. Yeah. And then
2: everybody would leave.
1: <laughs> That was kind of the routine from what her friends have told us.
2: And she's married to a cop, by the way. Oh, yeah,
1: she's married That's to a, a cop. Big, which is Dallas. 35 year veteran of Dallas PD, not just any cop, a big time cop with a successful career.
0: Which could be where she got some of the equipment, right? Maybe. Exactly, and her father's
2: also a retired police officer from uh, L.A. Okay. Yeah,
1: actually, he's with, he was with San Francisco PD. He was a career police officer with San Francisco PD. So she's got police in her blood. You well, know, and then there's of course time.
0: equipment, police equipment. Like if you were to come in in, in to my house, you're going to see a lot of police equipment. Even though I'm retired, there's still police equipment. So, I mean, you can buy that shit, uh, you know, on the internet and Amazon, and you can go into security places. So, but there is access to that um, uniform yeah. and that and equipment her, that was being walked. In right, the right. And Tammy's
1: husband did not retire from Dallas PD until about a year after the murder, so he was still active at the time of okay. the murder.
0: Okay, so talk about that party, that great party that ends in, in drama. Well.
1: Well, you know what's kind of funny is Tammy's the type of person who lives out her life on social media. So there's pictures. There's, they're obviously under the influence. Um, lots of – it looks like lots of drinking. We don't have confirmation, but we've heard rumors that there was drugs. And just people getting wasted and having a really good time. We've talked to several people who were at that party. Oddly, um, from what we understand, that unless it's changed in the last few months, um, MPD never did interview the people who attended this party. We think that's very important because it was – right before missy's murder um so this party our understanding took place that evening it was a dinner party and then they partied together afterwards and then missy was killed at 4 a.m so we think that this party is relevant um we've just heard different things but apparently it was just a big bash and not uncommon for her to have parties um she didn't work full-time so You know, she could have these on a Tuesday night, she could have them on a Sunday night, like this particular day. It was that sort of thing. There's not a very structured lifestyle. Of course, her husband worked as a police officer and he also had a side job. But Tammy was just sort of hosting parties. That was what she did.
0: Okay.
2: One of our guests that we had on uh, not long ago uh, was actually at the party. However, they had to go home early because they had to go to work the next morning because it was a Sunday, so they wouldn't be the person to talk to to find out anything that happened or maybe if any you know she had left at any point in a certain car or whatever. But there were other people at the party that would know this information. Okay.
1: Well, and Rob Rob Muchmore was on our show recently. The person that Renee's talking about, and he. He said he left about 1 a.m. because he had to work the next morning, but he said that Tammy had made a pass at him, and he pushed her away and said, come on, David's my good friend. Stop it. You know, her husband. So she got really angry about that, and so the last time he saw her, she was in a horrible mood. Okay. Um, Not that that's not evidence of anything, but it's kind of – I would think that the police would – you would know this, of course, better than I would, but I would think the police would want to interview everyone at that party to see what her state of mind was and to see what time did she disappear.
0: Right. Because she did disappear, right? She did disappear. We have heard that. Okay, what have you
1: heard? We can't confirm, but we heard that she started screaming and yelling and took off in someone else's car for a period of time. Now, with that, I would almost – we can't confirm that we haven't had that person on our show. Okay, but that was what they had reported to.
0: For right. him, okay, a family member Super.
1: to a family to Missy's family yeah. member,
0: and and yeah. and all the people that you've talked to and what you've investigated a little bit. Why would Tammy want to hurt Missy? Why?
1: You know, there's a couple of different theories. Okay. Um, some people think that maybe. And we don't necessarily think this because we have not been able to find a link. It doesn't mean it didn't happen, but we can't find a link. Some people were thinking that maybe Missy and David, who is the cop husband of Tammy's, Mm -hmm. might have either had a fling or been flirting. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen absolutely no evidence of that. I just want to throw that out. But that's been speculation. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is she was, you know, we talked about the married couple that hangs out with Tammy, Mm -hmm. that hung out with Tammy, and how the three of them were always mentioned. Tammy was... According to the, his name is Lyle and Tina, is the couple, by the way. According to Lyle's son, Tammy was obsessed with Tina. Okay. Tammy's by now, I hate making these blanket statements because I don't know these people, but from what her close friends have told us, that she's bisexual. And we think, honestly, that this was more of she was upset about Tina, not her husband. Okay. Okay. And Missy, Missy and Tina were close and Tina stayed with Tammy just a little bit before the murder because her husband was apparently being verbally abusive and she'd finally had enough. And Missy was coaching Tina to leave him. So Tina goes and stays at Tammy's house with Tammy and David and Tammy. We heard this was furious that the whole time Tina was in her house, she was on the phone with Missy being coached and she was just like, seriously. Wow. Um, Now is that worth killing someone over? That seems weird to me, but uh, we don't really, that's the thing about this is we've had tons of people come forward and say that they think that Tammy's the one, but we're having a really hard time finding a clear motive. Now, is there ever a good reason to kill someone? Of course not, but We're having a hard time putting our finger on, like, what is it that got her so crazy out of her mind angry that you would drive in the pouring down rain and break into a church dressed up like that to kill someone? Like, that's the part that's missing.
0: Right. And that's what I've asked these guys, ask you guys all the time, like, once the leak, but what was the the thing you guys talked about with the burner phone and the phone?
2: I want to tell this part first, really quick. Um, And also, just to note, Tina, that was best friends with Tammy attended missy's classes so that gave tammy uh, inside information into classes and how they worked and how they things got set up and the times and all that
1: yeah we have confirmation that tina went at least once in 2015 to missy's camp gladiator class there's actually a picture with tina in the group picture with missy from 2015 we don't know how many times she went we don't know if she was just a guest or if she was a regular back then that we haven't confirmed, but she we do have evidence that she was actually there. Okay. It's a Facebook pictures, you know.
2: Um, and then about the burner phone. Okay, so we were told that in 2015 um, there was a burner phone purchased by Tammy. Um, it was not turned on until March of 2016, and then it was turned off in May of 2016.
0: Okay, so turned on a month before the murder and turned on or turned off a month after the murder. Right. Okay. Hmm. All right. Colleen, what do you think?
3: It's just, I, I'm just, in my head, I'm just trying to, it's almost like one of those draw, dot to dot, draw things. Yes, it, yes it is. Because it seems to be getting really convoluted. <laughs> right. I mean, how does this all, I guess my my question is, Going down the list of possible spus- suspects, what exactly is the motive? So, Tammy would have killed her because Missy, it's rumored that Missy flirted with her husband? Or was there maybe, maybe a relationship going on? And then, how does Tina tie in? She was being coached by Missy, so why would she want to kill her? So, that's what I'm sort of confused about. Like, what basically I'm just yeah. confused. The, through the list of people that could have done this, even including the cop, that uh, the guy whose last name is Henry, who had such a creepy criminal record mm-hmm. with the pornography and all that, but and that he was right. at the funeral, which to me feels like the most suspicious aspect, um, because why would he you. be there? Um, right. Except, you know, creepy people, do they just like being around this shit? Because maybe he's, you know, just really interested in all those kinds of things and it was I don't know exciting for him I don't know it's of course so just like
0: serial but, killers right serial killers right. take trophies so that they could relive it the Delphi guy went back and started searching but even if it's not it. their
3: murder would they want to be around it you know like oh, this is just exciting to be in this. Area. you know and and, just like- and he
1: and he would probably say oh I just need the money you know you know they they say that too many coincidences are, it, there have been so many coincidences in this case we actually did a whole episode on all the coincidences because when you look at bobby wayne henry you're thinking okay well they got the guy when are they gonna arrest him that's what right. i was thinking
3: but then he's too but tall but then he ends up
1: being a
2: oh he's an absolute giant yeah, he's tall. i mm-hmm. want to add this too um so bobby wayne henry went to the avenue church which just so happens to be the same church i go to i have been a member since 2016 I started um, in January of 2016, and apparently I found this out through another member of the church that um, the Avenue Church is a very large church. They have a very large congregation. They um, have several um, several services a day uh, on Sundays. So in that, w- we have a security team, and they provide security for neighboring churches, which would be uh, the, the Cowboy Church. So— that is the reason why it got set up for them for him, and I guess he was um, part of the security team, and maybe he just said, "You know, next time you need security, I'll do it." Yeah, and then they sent the avenue sent our security team over to provide security for her funeral. That's how I think that all went down,
0: okay. And so were you able to link that you think Tammy's car or tammy's there was that vehicle that was seen?
3: at the church before the murder and the the Nissan, right?
1: The Nissan, who, Oh, the, the Nissan Altima that was at the gun store, Caddy corner across the street. Um, her son, her oldest child, um, I think he was around 28 or so at the time of the murder. He, he apparently we found out drove a Nissan Altima that fits that description really well. And somebody, close to the situation was it rob or was it rusty someone was rusty yeah somebody said that it had markings on it that were similar to the one that was seen on that surveillance video
2: same year
0: right okay and then tammy they they moved right, right after this, what happened right after the murder?
1: She and her husband, everything in her life sort of imploded. Um, She lost, her family doesn't talk to her at all. And her husband, she and her husband got a divorce. And now she is with a guy who used to be the bass player for Blizzard of Oz and Blizzard of Oz is a Aussie cover band here in Dallas. It's very popular. And they were together for a while. And, they are now living in Franklinville, New York.
0: Okay, and she moved fairly quickly after the murder, right? Um, it was a couple. Or years. was it another couple that she, moved? Somebody moved, I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. The, Lyle and Tina moved
1: very quickly right after yes. the murder. They moved in twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, they went yeah. to Ohio. Wow, they're gone. Yeah. Okay, they were like gone out of here. So I think the biggest now, Lyle. Let's. Lyle's a cop too, by the way. Did we tell you that? <laughs> Lyle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's there's that absolute yeah. bread, but I still think we've got to nail down like the motive. Like what is the freaking yes. motive? What is what is Brandon That's think? That's
1: driving us crazy. What
0: does Brandon think? And I know that he's kind of gotten upset with you guys, right? Like what What's Brandon think about? Yeah, this
1: we shit? used we we used to talk to him a lot. He was always really cool to us and shared information with us. And then, bam, he freaked when we um we released that episode with the guy from Blizzard of Oz, Shame. the the singer, the Aussie impersonator. Um, Brandon had said he didn't want to talk about the case anymore, but he was still friendly with us. He would call me and ask me real estate questions, and he's been friendly with Renee, you know, away from the case. And then when we released that one. He got real he mad. got real
2: upset, blocked <laughs> us on Facebook, and the whole family got mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we can't really figure out why, but, you know, it's, it's... Well, it was
2: mentioned about the swingers. He didn't like well, the That's words, what he swingers. said. He and, said he didn't like being yeah. characterized as
1: a swinger, and we said, hey, I we never said that, but we, he didn't really give us a chance to explain it. Hopefully someone explained it to him, because people see it from our point of view we just let our guests speak we didn't say that we he was didn't a swinger. know what he
2: was going to say we didn't say hey tell us what all you're going to talk about we just had him on the show and, and we
1: d- and we honestly don't think that missy and brandon were swingers we can't control what our guests say but that exactly. seems to be what upset him
2: and you would think that with the people coming forward now that he would see this as a blessing but
0: so who's not. who's now <laughs> all coming forward that's got good information reliable information in your opinion.
2: Well, it started with uh, shame. He was the first one to come on. Now, and then, he he
1: did say a lot of wacky stuff that we don't think is true. But the core of him being on saying that he thinks that Tammy did it brought us more credible people.
2: Right. And then we had Wintress and Rusty, which Wintress uh, was friends or yeah was friends with uh, Tammy and David and Rusty. They were friends, and they come on to set the record straight on a few things, like the swingers, everybody in Middle Oathian's not a swinger, which we knew that. But, yeah, they came on, and then after that, we had Rob Muchmore. Rob Muchmore was friends with Tammy, but his sister was really good friends with Tammy in high school. So that's how he knew her, and he attended a lot of these parties. Okay. So he came forward. He was at the party that at night. At the party, and, yes. And the yeah, party yeah, where,
0: and I, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but Tammy got upset at that party, right? In yeah left, we've yes. heard that
1: from a couple of sources yeah she was first upset because she was throwing herself at rob much more and he was like hey stop you okay. know david's my friend he was like get back you know and then um we heard that she was upset about something later and then actually took off in a car that wasn't hers now that's we can't confirm that because we didn't talk to that person directly but that was given that information was given to the family but we can confirm what much said that she was in a horrible mood whenever he left at 1 a.m. Okay.
0: And so, with all of these uh, credible people coming forward, is it's we, we're what's the answer to the question of why they think Tammy did this?
1: A lot of people have said in her core group that she was obsessed with Tina and there was something really bothering her about the connection between Missy and Tina.
2: Well there's another um one that we've heard too and that was that Missy was having an affair with Lyle. We don't know if that's true or not, but that's another one we heard. And so
1: And so I guess I guess I could see maybe Tammy going down to the church to defend Tina's honor um because she cuz Missy supposedly slept with Tina's husband.
0: Yeah. Wow! See, it's all that sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So, Colleen, have you? (laughs) It really is literally. (laughs) Colleen, have you seen the video, the surveillance video of the person in the church?
3: The one with you mean the one with riot gear? That he's walking around with riot. So, the first thing that I thought of is how interesting that that person had a pronounced limp, and so did the Delphi guy. You know, the riot. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird.
0: But do you think it could be a woman? A woman. underneath all that gear?
3: I don't know. I'd have to look again. I just basically, you know, I I intentionally didn't do a deep dive because I wanted to hear it from you guys. So I I'd have
0: to look again. And what do you guys, you know, I just, what do you guys think?
2: You know, I want to add this part, and I've said this probably on, I don't know, two or three of the episodes, but I think it's an important piece of it. Um, if if a person was to dress up in uh, tactical gear that wasn't theirs, that was bigger to make themselves look more manly or bigger than they were, they would also put on bigger boots. And in doing that, that would uh, impede their natural walk, make it look different. I know I've thrown on my husband's boots. Back in the day, I would throw him on his work boots that were big, and I couldn't walk right. My feet would literally go out because I couldn't control them. They were heavy. And those tactical boots or boots are, in general are heavier. So I think that that could be some of what we see. And I mm-hmm. hate that the police focused so much on the gate because that made people say Randy Beavers did it which is Missy Beavers father-in-law Brandon's father um and I just don't believe that I mean I know I don't believe he did it at all okay. but yeah so
1: in a nutshell what, what we're saying is we don't think that the perpetrator probably walks like that right okay. that was because they had on these giant boots you well know, I can tell you this
0: when I put on all my shit I know I walk different I mean I know I'm presenting myself is bigger I hate to wear my tactical boots when I when I wear tactical stuff I mean there's just so much equipment on that you do walk a little bit differently but I do remember seeing I think a video footage of Brandon's father or father-in-law kind of walk Mm -hmm. like what you saw on the video right
3: what would be the motive for Randy Beavers to kill her see,
1: that's just it. We don't know. People were speculating, just the public was speculating because maybe she had cheated on him and they were upset with her. But no, there's been no clear motive for that either. And he was accounted for. He was in Oceanside, California at the time of the murder. So he was ruled out early on.
0: Okay. So the thing that I, this is a couple of things that are blaring to me. One, I mean, you have a lot of dynamics and you have a lot of people that are involved. I don't like with Tammy being upset that night and leaving. Now, was she gone? Does anyone said that she's gone at the time of the murder? There was
2: a person that came forward at, so at one point, and we never talked to this person, so we can't corroborate this, but they had said that she had had a party and she always cooked elaborate meals. Um, and they had wanted to go get a pizza. And she was very upset because this person uh, was going to order pizza at her party that she made these, huge meals at and got mad and jumped in a vehicle that didn't belong to her and ran off for a couple of hours. And people had, um, posted or commented on a post that she had made, you know, don't miss the party or whatever and said, Hey, whatever happened to you, you disappeared and didn't come back.
0: Okay. So she's actually not at the party during the murder. We don't at at this point from based on what, you know,
1: that person went to Missy's family and reported that, like we said, we haven't talked to that person, but that's what we believe. Um, we just can't. And has Tammy
0: been interviewed by police?
1: Yes, she was interviewed early on, but we do not believe she's been interviewed lately. Like when I say early on, I mean 2016, like right
0: after the murder. Sure, and it was obviously um, rolled out. The thing that that I think is kind of blurring is that, like, to kill somebody with, if I want to kill you and I, you know, and I don't have any emotional attachment to you, I'll just shoot you, right? Right. I mean, it's so risky, even though they knew that nobody was going to be in there. she was going to come in there um, by themselves, uh, she was going to be by herself. But to use that kind of tool, either it'd be a hammer or whatever, is just so unbelievably personal. And it's a little bit uh, risky because I would imagine that Missy was in pretty good shape. And mm-hmm. could fight back. I mean, she just mm-hmm. didn't take it right. So you're thinking about somebody. I, th- that's why I just lean a little bit. Like, man, this is really, really personal. Like, personal. Yes, yes. To do that, and and it's it's not easy to kill somebody with a hammer or you know with a knife or whatever. And I I, I describe this all the time to my kids in class. Like when you stab most people that stab somebody, they're going to have cuts on their hands because that knife goes in and your hand slides down. It's not easy to stab people, even if you just hit skin. And and a lot of times you're not, you're going to hit the bone and there's injuries, but it's so brutal and it's so messy. And it's so, I would hope, I would hope that they have um, some type of DNA and some forensic evidence. Um, you would, would think hope. so.
1: But like yeah. we said, in part one, it it came out way later um, down the road that she was shot. Okay. So we have heard that she was shot and attacked with blunt force trauma of some kind. So. Well, and
0: that's the thing too, if you, feel, if you look at it like that, um, to make sure I, I could see her being shot first and then the emotion goes out. So if yes. they know that she's been working out and she's strong, you know, you don't want to get into a fight and lose that. So you shoot her and, and then you stab her or then you yeah. hit her with a mm-hmm. hammer as you're that's getting out the questions. Yeah, yeah. And I think, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's simple. And of course we don't have all of the facts and, and I haven't talked to the police and I know that at this point in time, you know, the detectives aren't really working at it and they're annoyed with you and, and all of the <laughs> stuff. And, 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 you know, but it's just like, it's probably right there. And I think once they figure it out, if they keep attempting and that's why I say, where is the cheerleader? Because I'm telling you, if there is not family pressure and this is the thing. Cases are really, really hard to solve. And it is a true thing. If you don't solve them quickly, they become really, really difficult. In this case, it's difficult because you have a lot of theories, exactly like the Delphi case. But the difference between the Delphi case and this case is the media attention put a lot of pressure on Delphi. The family put a lot of pressure on an investigators. If that is not happening, then unless you are one of those investigators that are insane like me, that it absolutely drives you insane that I have not figured out um, what happened, then they're not getting worked. I mean, it's like anything else. You've got detectives that are going to work hard and that are just fanatic about trying to get the answers. And, and it's, and it's, it's one thing to do that on your own. It's another thing when the family's calling all the time and maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to the media going, why isn't this being solved? Right? So, People are motivated different ways, but it is such a separate case. And it's so irritating because this case probably isn't hard, you know. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you do not have family pressure, either it goes up to the mayor or it goes up to the chief of police and you get the media involved. And that's what I tell families all the time. I will come and look at your case, but you have got to have a cheerleader in your family that is putting pressure on the police department or the detective's boss and move it up the chain of command or it's just not going to get worked. And it doesn't appear. I, I know the daughters, but I, I just hate it that Brandon isn't more involved, you know, that, and I get it. People want to move on with their lives, but I have yet to met, to meet a family where they're okay with it just being not looked at or not talked mm-hmm. about. And you mm-hmm. have a podcast of people that are, you know, civilians that are looking into it and interviewing people and tracking down information Um, On their own, and you look at the police department. That's not. It's disturbing. You know, it really is disturbing. And so I hate that that's happening. And I'm hoping, you know, the more that we talk about it, someone will come forward. But it's all right there. It's never. It's it's hard now because the investigators stopped. That's why it's hard. And that's why they say the first 48. That's that's a truth. It's not even really the first 48. It's the first 24. You got to work the shit out of it. And you got to get people when they're emotional. And you got to get people when they're willing to talk. Not. Six, seven, eight months later, a year, when people are going on with their lives, they're not emotional about this case anymore. And then again, when you have absolutely no family, you have no family members being emotional about it. No one's is causing any type of, you guys are, but nobody else is. And, and that's why these cases go cold, because they're not that hard. They said it at the very beginning. I said it at the very beginning. The Delphi suspect is in fucking Delphi, and he was. He was at your mm-hmm. local CVS. And it's, and it's that close. And yeah, there's a, there's some dynamics to this Missy. I think that the allegations of infidelity and you start to get infidelity and people having sex with people and people in groups having sex and all of these things, it gets really, really um, uncomfortable, but people uh, walk that line and your average person, it is not, you know, you decide to kill or you don't. And that line is really, really thin. And when you start getting emotional, with people and you start having affairs with people and sex is involved and kids are involved and threats are involved and people's reputations, that absolutely can turn to murder. And that's you know, what I think happened here. I don't think it's any more complicated than that.
1: Yeah. But. Lyle and Tina were at that party. I wouldn't be surprised if something came up and Lyle said, can you believe that, you know, Missy got Tina to leave me? Cause he, that's why Tina was staying there. And then who knows one thing led to another and Tammy just got really upset with her own feelings for Tammy, for Tina. We don't know, but I do know one thing that's interesting though about Tammy is we do have confirmation. We've pulled public records, search warrants, whatnot. And so I can tell you factually that, um, Tammy was contacting Missy in the days leading up to her murder. I'm not talking about the anonymous LinkedIn messages. I'm talking about actual Facebook Messenger messages from Tammy to Missy. And Tammy always claims to have never met Missy. So uh, maybe so you've never met go. her, but she darn, she darn sure knew who she was.
2: Well, well she was being truthful.
1: They they, didn't say we pulled some public records and I'm sure they were carefully worded knowing that they would become public. I'm not sure. But no, they didn't say the content, but it said that she was contacting her. So it's like, really? Why?
0: Well, if you didn't know her.
3: Yeah.
0: And that's what I say, too. A lot of times if when I'm trying to get somebody to confess and they're not going to confess, let's just say they've decided not to. If I can catch you in a lie. okay, that's just as good, too. Catching mm-hmm. somebody in a lie is just as good as a conf- as a confession. So she's not confessing to it when the when the detectives interviewed her or the police, and and who knows how that invest that you know interview went. But to catch somebody in a lie, if you look at it like that, here you've got somebody that's caught in a lie. Um, you're able to maybe link the vehicle, you know, that it was least seen a couple hours before the murder to somebody, and then all the other links where they know and there's people. Um, that have been with people and people know people and these groups that know, I mean, it's kind of right there. It really, I mean, yeah. and that's why I say, don't make it more difficult than it is. It's right there, but who's going to work it? Like get Tammy in a room and interview her, you know, go out to New York city and get DNA, follow her around until you get some, you know what I mean? Like all of that Mm -hmm. stuff could be done.
1: We don't know why my Tammy zeroed in on Missy, but it seems like she did.
0: And well, and it seems like everyone guys. that you've talked to is zero in, in on Tammy. Like yes. there's no, there's not been, at least all the times that I've talked to you and the episodes that I've listened to, there really hasn't had another name come up,
2: really. And you know, another interesting thing that we recently uh, heard, we had another person on our podcast, which was the um, uh, Aussie impersonator, uh, his wife. She uh, she was on uh, last last week and um she mentioned that Tammy had told her that her Tammy's brother-in-law and wife we're responsible for the murder, and if you tell anybody, then I'll know you did it. Well, then in a post um, on Facebook, she said, oh, I pray it's not the wife of a cop that did it, and I thought, wow, she's throwing her family members under the bus. Yeah. yeah, when I initially
1: saw that post that Tammy made, she goes, wow, I pray it's not the wife of a cop. I was like, are you telling on yourself? That's so weird, because right. she was a wife of a cop. But right, we found right. out later We found out later that she told this, she named his wife, that It was David's brother, who is also a cop, that's her husband, and his wife wife that killed Missy. And if you tell anyone, I'll know that you told because you're the only person I told. Why is she telling people that it's her husband's family that killed Missy? And why didn't
2: she tell the police that if she thought that? Right. Just weird.
1: A lot of weirdness surrounding this person. We don't have a clear-cut motive, but people that were close to her think she did it. And people, it's not just a couple of people either. It's a lot of people think she did it. That's very strange.
0: Well, all we can hope for is that the detectives continue to work for it and that Missy's family and daughter, you know, the one daughter really kind of just puts a lot of pressure and get a hold of somebody in the media that will, you know, and I didn't talk to the media a lot in my cases, but there was one guy that I trusted. And when I needed shit to get out and I needed help, I went straight, you know, straight to him and he did it for me. And, And, you know, maybe the family can get in, you know, with a journalist or an investigative journalist to just say, look, I want to shed some more light on it. Cause it's really dynamic. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, but I still think it's right there, you know, and not knowing what the crime scene looks like and, and what evidence do they have. They've got to have some physical evidence. They have to. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you and this actually came from a listener. Um, I'm glad he asked this question because it's um, one that we definitely have to, uh, this came from one of our uh, listeners, George. He wanted to know, Uh, why might MPD not be releasing the video of the killer leaving the church? And I wanted to add this um, in talking to the police. um, We were told that if if they had it their way, they would have never released any uh, video surveillance at all. And then add that to this question.
0: And what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, like, you know, like I've said before, I think, like in the thing with the Delphi, like you, you keep certain things close to the vest, but when you can't solve it, you haven't solved it, then there's no harm in releasing it. There's no harm in that. You know, they're just, especially with Missy's case, there's no harm in it. you got all of these theorists that are coming, thing you know, coming with information and, you know, each person that comes Maybe everything that they said is bullshit except that one thing. And that takes time and that takes effort. But I don't see any harm of why you don't release what you have. And as it gets colder and colder, you need to release a little bit more. Because like I've said to Colleen and a hundred times, people will not give you information. It is your responsibility as an investigator to go ask. Because they right. may not even know they have information. So if they release a little bit more of what they have, then maybe somebody will go, Oh my God, I did see that. Or, Oh my God, I did hear that. That's why you do it. And, you know, you don't want to do it at the beginning, you know, but after you do not have a suspect in custody or any clear, you know, good evidence, then you've got to rely on that type of stuff. And when you have it, use it because very rarely did I have that shit. I never had video and audio in my freaking homicides like Delphi had, I didn't have anybody walking around and in gear in any of the homicides that I have, you know, and, and when you have that, that's, that's critical because it's cold now. So do something to warm this shit up, you know, you know, and that, and that's my whole thing about like leaving your ego at home and, and, and relying on the community and relying on the family and relying on people that are willing to help you and just bite the bullet and say, you know what? I need help. I need help solving this. Come help me. And it doesn't right. sound like that they're they're willing to do that for whatever reason. I'm not going to sit there and, and bash. But when the shit gets cold, a, a good investigator will do what they need to do to warm it up. Right. Know, and kind of along those
1: same lines, we would have never done what we've done. Yeah. A year ago, we would have never had these interviews and, and said some of the things that we said. But at this point, we figured we gave them five years where we didn't share anything, you know, except for stuff that was obvious. But we just decided to go move forward with this because I mean, why not? These people really wanted to tell their stories and we're like, I mean, we're just giving them a platform. Um, we also had the guy that connected us with the Aussie guy is the first one that came forward. And he absolutely thinks that Tammy did it. And I, it was just so interesting to hear from this random person that knew her in that music scene that her boyfriend was in, by the way, that she was with after, um, David, her husband, and they all knew her through that, and it was just interesting that these people from totally different walks of life were coming forward out of the blue saying that they thought she huge. did. It.
0: And that's um, huge, because you know you don't want people. And some people come forward and go, "Oh, she did it," but maybe they don't fucking like her, and they just want her yeah. locked up. But when you've yeah. got independent people that have yeah, no, who don't know each for- other they don't yeah. know each other yeah absolutely they've never so,
1: spoken before like she, like yeah. that guy and the aussie guy they've never talked to rob, rob much more you know like all yeah. these people are totally separate a lot yeah. of them are
2: i have well, another I question go ahead sorry i have another question from a uh, uh from george again um he wants to know uh, do you think the, the the killer listens to our podcast and if so what would you like to say to them
0: well, I mean, I think possibly, absolutely, especially if it's if it's, you know, some of the names that have been brought up. I mean, think about it. They're, they want to know what, what's being told. They want to know where they are in the investigation. Um, they're looking for information for a couple of reasons. Where are where where are they? And then it, it, they can get off on this shit. I mean, the guy from Delphi gave the funeral pictures for free from CVS. They get off on this shit you know, and it's, uh, there's people that sit back and go, the police are never going to fucking figure this out and they get off on it. So yeah, I mean, it's all about information, right? We're trying to get information. You're trying to get information. Hopefully the investigators are, don't be fooled that the people involved want to know the information as well. They want to keep a step ahead and you know, they, they are a step ahead. They're six years a step ahead of everybody because they've been (laughs) going on seven. (laughs) and, and, And people are intrigued by crime and they're intrigued by this case and you guys have kept it alive. And, and but don't be fooled. People that are involved in this um, are listening, absolutely, and they're and they're hitting the internet every once in a while to see if there's any leads. They're checking out the news, and and of course they're checking out your um, podcast because you've devoted your podcast to this.
2: So what would you say to the killer?
0: I mean, I'd just say, you know, I if I were working this case, I'm coming for you. That's what I would say. Um, But I'm not in that jurisdiction and I'm not working this case, but there's no pressure. No one's making the the killer, you know, nervous. No one's saying we're still looking. And that's the sad part about it. When you don't have investigators saying I'm still looking into it. Instead, they're they're not or they're saying that they're not or they're not emailing family back or they're not you know, doing anything. I mean, every once in a while, you got to call the media up and say, Hey, will you blast this again? Because we're, we're trying to work this and we're, we're going to see if somebody else will call in after you, after you put it on the news. None of that is happening. And that's, and it's too bad if it were my case. I mean, I'm just, you know, it, it just, I couldn't go home and sleep at night if I didn't right. have it figured out. And, you know, even if I didn't have family pressure, it drove me crazy. The one case I didn't solve, it drives me crazy to this day. I didn't do my job. There's somebody out there that got away with it and that bites my ass, but that's me, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and people do their jobs in a different way and then go home and go to sleep and be fine with it. And that's why I say family pressure is so important when these cases get cold. You have to have a cheerleader. You have
1: to. MP- MPD we heard, doesn't like to do the press conferences because they have to sift through a bunch of Um, malarkey, like people call in weird, goofy tips, because it is a somewhat high profile case. But wouldn't you just say, hey, wow, that's part of the job,
0: right? It's part of the job, right? Like, this is what I would say, go, go go to the academy, get a group of um, people that are in the police academy and say, look, sift through these, sift through these um, tips that are coming in. No, it's not glamorous. And no, it sucks. Think about how many tips came in um, for Delphi. And you've got all these people, but you know what, that's part of your job. And you haven't figured it up, figured it out, up to this point. So sorry about ya. you. You got to do the dirty work when you haven't figured it out. And that's part of the dirty work.
1: All right. All about, you confirmed what I was about. thinking. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's their job to it. sift through the BS. It's not every job.
0: tip is gold, right? Well, no, yeah, no. And yeah. that's the thing. 99% of them are not, but do you want to solve the case or not? So you keep digging, digging, digging until you get that one tip that, and that's the thing about tips. If you go through them and all, if you go through them all, you will get one. And that one tip will break open your case and it doesn't matter how old it is. It will break open, but who's willing to do the work, you know, to go through there and and tips. And they're not, if there's not family pressure, if there's not a chief of police that's saying, get this thing solved, that's your job. Then, then, then why? It's like anything else, right? You work as hard as your boss. Some people work as hard as the pressure that's that's put on by their boss and it's too bad, but you know, that's just kind of how it is. So, Um, you know, but I do believe that things come back around and if we keep talking about it and you guys keep talking about it and we get more people on to get interviewed, it might just be that one thing that, because somebody knows a lot of people know, they may not know they know. And it's your job as an investigator to ask that question that they hadn't thought of that breaks it wide open. So we just got to keep talking about it. And, uh, but I appreciate all the work you guys have done and in the investigation, Colleen, do you have anything
3: for them? I mean, is there anybody that can get DNA from Tammy? It can't be that hard, right? Just to see if there's a match. And why wouldn't the police have done that already? It's so odd.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that needs to be done, in our opinion. I mean, and we also, we also, I mean, there's a lot of, we also think there's some golden nuggets in her entire family turning on her since the murder. I wonder if there's a member of her family that doesn't know for a fact, you know, there's that. Maybe she's involved.
0: You know what I mean? Well, you go and you interview every single person yeah. in Tammy's family. I mean, her oldest son, you, her go, yeah, old, and you, interview you know, the
1: one that owns the Altima. the oldest son, he's, he doesn't speak to her. He has said vile things about her on social media, public posts about horrible things that you would never say to another human, much less your mom. And um, they used to be close. So what happened? What changed? You know, yeah.
0: what happened? Right. I mean, it's all right there. It, it It's literally all right there. It's if, is law enforcement going to go work it? I mean, it's, Cases are meant to be worked, and that's what it is. That what it that's what it means to work a case. It's real easy when people confess. It's real easy when people are complicated. When, when people come forward and give you information, it gets complicated. You gotta go when you got to go digging.
2: And that's your what job. Steps, dig, dig, what steps? What steps does a person take um, typically, family, to uh, get something to progress uh, if it's not
0: going? It feel like they're not doing it. I, I would go to the media. Okay. I go straight to the media. I go straight to the media and say, please put my story on the air. My mom has was killed six years ago. This is the ca- This is the facts that we know so far. I've emailed the police. They've not emailing me back or the detective. I am trying to get answers. Somebody murdered my mother and I'm trying to get through my life. I want answers. This is my right. mother, you know, and the media is great at painting it for sympathy or painting yeah. it, you know, however they need to paint it. But Jesus Christ, you've got someone that's, li- you've got three kids, I don't know who, mur- who violently murdered their mother. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's enough. I, I would imagine that's enough. And as many, as, as, as much as people are intrigued by crime, I mean, I think that can get, you know, but you got to have the daughter going, I want to know who murdered my mother. Right. They've got to get those good, you know, those little good things that they say on the news and those little things that get it, they, they get it going and, you know, and go from there. So calling, that's what I would do. Colleen,
2: to um, elaborate on what you talked about earlier, The DNA. Police did have a partial and mixed DNA profile um, that they have to uh, compare to others' DNA. They can't yeah. test it. Th- so. They
1: released that years ago. Yeah, they said that it was partial and mixed, so it wasn't usable. That was the way well, their said it spokesperson said.
3: Why would they have that be public, right? Because why would they want the killer to right. know that? I mean. Exactly. That doesn't even make sense.
0: Then when you have a partial, let's just say it's a partial and you can say, oh, this person, it's 50% chance that this person was there. That's a mm-hmm. lot. Because then if you can get them to link it to somebody else, well, do they know Missy? Well, yeah. Then that 50% looks like 75%. Yeah. And then you learn a little bit of history about their relationship. And maybe it's 90%. Like, it's just when you have partial DNA and you can kind of say, yeah, that's likely they could have, this could be their DNA. Then you just work off of that. And you try to you try to provide a strong case of, okay, it's partially, but here's this. I can link this, and they knew each other, and I can link this, and this person thinks this, and, you know, so you build on that. And it just sounds like, oh, I didn't get a perfect 100% of DNA, so I'm not going to work it. That's bullshit. It's still evidence, and it still can be worked. But it's all in the angle of interviews. So how, did, how did the interview go with Tammy? You know, she lacks attention. You know, did they play on that? You know? Yeah. So... You know, it, it'll be interesting. I think we still talk about it and, and hopefully people will come on. And, and, and like I said, when you guys get new people, I would love to uh, be on the you know podcast with you oh, guys when awesome. you have somebody that's got issues. I'll just go into detective mode and ask the questions that I would ask if I were working the case. That's
1: amazing. We would love it. I think Tammy probably went into our interview with her boobs pushed up and talking about how she and her husband back the blue, you know, and... <laughs> And we're just real friendly Pulled with everybody. and then Because it doesn't seem like they suspected her at all at the beginning after her first interview.
0: Well, why would you? It's freaking six years. Yeah, You know, like, you know, and, and no one's no one's too worried right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there uh, Investigation Discovery hasn't done a show on it. I mean, they did Delphi, you know, so it's like there's no pressure. It's not out there. Um, it's true. When you look at comparison to other cases, I mean, people and people get cocky. Mm-hmm. You know, they get arrogant. They're like, I got away with it. They're, they're, you know, they're not doing anything. Nobody's knocking down my door. I live in a different state. No one's, no one's talked to me. None of that. Right. So, you know, arrogance plays a role in that. But I appreciate all the work you guys have done. Thank I appreciate you. my listeners. If you guys know of any, you know, Anything. Contact us, and, and we'll get the word out, and we'll keep working Manina, this. Manina, thank you so much we'll for having us on, through.
1: you and Colleen both. Yeah, thank you very much. Really we're, fan, we're, we're fangirling. We're big Murder with Manina fans, Aww, so thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate right. that. Thank
3: you. Right back at All you. All right, we
0: want to thank everyone for uh, listening. Yeah, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we will see you guys next time on Murder with Manina. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
3: If you have a cold case you'd like Chris to review, submit it through our website at murderwithmenina.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder with Menina and Twitter at murderwmenina. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Murder with Menina.